Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. But I'm going to preach from Chronicles today. First Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 9. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the Lord God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thy hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. See the exclamation mark there? I mean, it, there's, there's something stirring this man's emotions But I like this last line, the last sentence, and God granted him that which he requested. My title today is simply, I'm not sorry. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. Heavenly Father, we love you today, and we thank you, God, for this opportunity to minister your word. Lord Jesus, it is indeed a privilege And help us, God, to serve it, Lord, as you would have us. In honor to your glory and feed your sheep. In Jesus' name, let everybody say amen. You can be seated. I am not sorry. You know, naming things is a huge deal. It's a big part of the human experience. We name things. Anybody here have a name for your car? Got a name for your car? Got a name for your dog? Got a name for your dog? Everybody, you got a dog? You got a name for it? Some people just call it dog, but if they, that's the name, dog. Some people name their guns, their boats. And by the way, we name our children. We name our children. You know, there's even a study about names. It is called Owen something like that. I'm not going to even try to spell it, but it's, it's, it's a hard-pronouncing name that's fitting for it's the study of names. A name can reveal something about history. It reveals something about heritage. A name can unveil somebody's character, their influence, their influence or their personality. We readily understand that naming things is important. It's important what you call something, isn't it? Names are connected. We connect names with character and conduct. If I mention the name Idi Amin, you might remember him as the army officer and president of Uganda years ago, and his rule was characterized by human rights violations left and right, political repression, ethnic Cleansing, persecution, 
Idi Amin is reported to have killed at one, in, in, during his tenure over 500,000 people. Even until his death, he held that Uganda needed him and he never expressed remorse for his abuse. Idi Amin. If I mention Adolf Hitler, you readily know what that is about. Joseph Stalin, Osama bin Laden, King Jong-il, Judas, Ted Bundy. Just mentioning those names quickly identifies with the, the story, the character that they have with them. If I mention names like Socrates and Plato and Aristotle, you might think of philosophy. If I mention Marco Polo and Christopher Columbus and Ferdinand Magellan, uh, you might express memories or thoughts of an explorer named like Alexander Graham Bell and Thomas Edison and Elon Musk uh, are, 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 are among the inventors that we are aware of. When I say Shakespeare, you would think of literature. When I say Mozart, you find it is synonymous with music and, and Picasso with painting. Names have meanings. Names are important. They connect a person to their story and to their character and their identity. Nero reportedly fiddled while Rome was burning. Paul passionately missionized and, and evangelized his world, preached the gospel, and people were saved. Today, people name their sons Paul and their dogs Nero. There's something about a name. We look at how that names define who we are. They say who we are, who am I? The question who am I is, is perhaps one of the greatest questions that we can all ask. And today our world is so confused because there's a people that don't know who they are. Do you know why they have so many pronouns? Because they don't know who they are. Plain and simple, who am I? The word for name in the Old Testament is Shem, also uh, one of the names of Noah's son, Shem. The etymology is uncertain, but it is connected to the phrase to set a mark. A name is to set a mark, to distinguish a, a, a person, to designate a person, a name. Amen. A name is very important. Now, there are some folks that they have had some, some really failures when it comes to naming their children. Somebody say, I know that's right. <clears throat> when we named our daughter uh, Whitney, we, we had several names picked out, and uh, we were ready to name her, you know, at, at birth. And when I saw her being born, and when I saw her, I said, she looks like Whitney. It just struck me. She looks like Whitney. So that's her name. David's name, on the other hand, was settled before we were ever married. Sister Gill already had a boy's name picked out for years ahead of time. There was no going to be any discussion, no waiting for his birth because his name was already settled, Timothy David. Then there are some people that name their kids crazy things like I, I read about a, a mother and father that named their daughter Random. Random. Made it difficult when they were having an Easter egg hunt and, 
and, and they put the, the name, their daughter's name, on the Easter egg hunts that was supposed to be hers. People were picking them up at random. You know, and then there's, there's somebody that may name their girl Moon Unit. Ooh, that's too cosmic for me. A lot of girls are named after trees and flowers, and, and, but, but some parent had a brilliant idea, and they named their daughter Portabella. That's a beautiful name, but it's a mushroom. Set your kid up for some success right there, isn't it? How about somebody that named their daughter because they liked the way it's spelled with the P, Felony. Felony. Call her Felony. Then there, there, there's a parent that had a bright idea that named their, their daughter Two, T-U, and the middle name, Morrow. Yeah, it's settling in. Or, or some parent had, had the idea to name their daughter Misery. Misery. Velveeta. That's a name. Someone looked, at, someone looked at their daughter and named her, saw her, and named her Puzzle. Puzzle. Poor kid. How, how about a boy? They, they, they don't do very good on some of the boy names. Somebody, I guess, didn't like Junior, so they named their son version 2.0. Dijon. Dijon. Spelt like the mustard because that's what it is. Somebody even in, in this hour naming their son Facebook, COVID. Actually naming their son COVID or Corona. Interesting. When you see the name, you hear the name, doesn't your mind just go to some crazy things, some crazy places? Elon Musk, as smart as he is, named his second child a daughter Exa Dark Side Real. Exa dark side real and they call her why a rock star named their daughter diva thin muffin diva thin muffin i'm asking right now what is this mother thinking when when her son is born and she looks at him and says i'm going to call him jabez you know what jabez means sorry Pain. And she says, I'm going to call him that because of what I went through. What I suffered, then I'm going to call Jabez sorry. I'm going to call him pain. I'm going to call him suffering. First Chronicles 4 and 9 again says, Jabez was more, was more honorable than his brethren, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bear him with sorrow. You know, everything that, that we know from the Bible about Jabez is captured in these two verses. These two verses are sandwiched between nine chapters of begets and genealogies. Nine chapters. It's right in the middle of nine chapters of Judah and Therez and Herez and uh, Carmi and her and this one begat that one and this one was the son of that one. You know, those really great things that when you begin to read the Chronicles and you see the genealogies, you can get bogged down. But right in the middle of this, these two verses stand out with a spotlight of some story that is so amazing. That a mother suffered so much. How much, moms, would you have to suffer to name your child Sorry. 
genealogies can seem boring at times, but they are incredibly important because they paint a picture of where a person comes from, who a person is. But it also speaks to the, the continuation of generations, the mundane, the routine, the normal, the daily grind. Standing out from this mundane genealogy is this guy named Jabez. Something about Jabez made the divine author stop and say, let me tell you a little bit about Jabez. Amen. We learn from Jabez that life is changing. We learn learn from Jabez that routine can be difficult. We learn from Jabez that there are situations in life that can happen to you that is put upon you, labels that are put upon you, names that are put upon you, that the situations that come to you that have nothing to do with you but what somebody else suffered. His mother's delivery was so traumatic and so painful. She looked at him and said, this is the son of my sorrow. This is the son of my pain and affliction. This is the son that caused me pain. And so he, he, she named him Jabez. Sorry. Can you imagine his life growing up? Can you imagine that, that, that it would be like to walk through the community and everybody say, hey, sorry. Hey, sorry, how you doing? Throw me the ball, sorry. Tag your it, sorry. I don't want Jabez on my team, sorry. What kind of twisted abuse did the bullies have upon this guy? Can you imagine the schools today that somebody would go to school and their name would be Sorry. Can you imagine the bullying on Facebook? I mean, you, you, you might want to change your name or put another name there, but, but uh, uh, all you, your friends of sorry. You're connected to sorry. Everywhere you go, there is a reminder of hurt and pain, of suffering. Amen. It, it would be like, like Urkel. Everywhere he went, did I do that? Did I cause that? Am I responsible for that? Did that look look at the pain that I am causing but that really the pain had been inflicted upon him. The bitterness, the wound, the offense, the hurt, the angry. Amen. That that is around him no doubt settled into his own psyche. Life was against sorry. From the very beginning, he cannot win on any front. He had no choice in the label and the name that was given to him. He had no choice in the circumstance that was given to him. Amen. Naming in the Hebrew culture was so important. But so his mom says, I'm thinking I'm going to call him sorry. Today we live in a culture that wants to be pain free. We don't want any pain. We want a bubble wrap generation that nobody has any pain. Anybody know what this is in the front seat of the car? That's my mama's seat belt. We don't want any pain. We don't want any suffering. Our nation has become so 
protected and I, I believe in being safe. Please get me. I, I believe in being safe, but we've gotten to the place where now we we're not we want to avoid all pain. We want to avoid all hurt. We want to try to cope with hurt and pain by medication, by drugs, by alcohol, by illicit sexual relationships. We want to medicate our pain by some kind of outside force or source, but we want to say what, what I want to do is that don't call me sorry. Call me something else, but don't call me sorry. Our life isn't perfect. Can anybody attest to that? Anybody can attest that your life isn't perfect today? My life isn't perfect today. Amen. There is hurt. The ER is full of people who are hurt. The ER is full of people that have problems. Psychologists and psychiatrists are now busier than ever because of the mental anguish of our day. Today we find that the doctor will say, here's some hydrocodone, here's some oxycodone, here's some morphine, here's a drug that'll help you get by with this. But it doesn't stop necessarily the source of the situation. There is no painkiller for being called sorry. There is no painkiller for anything that has been handed to you, whether it be abuse of a parent, abuse of a loved one, or somebody that just called you sorry. The question is, how do we deal with things that come into our life that we have perhaps no way of stopping, no way of dealing unexpected things like the grief of the death of a loved one that we didn't plan on? How about the pain of a miscarriage that we did not plan on? The immeasurable suffering of emotional and sexual abuse. Amen. How about bitterness can come through a fence? What about a family or a member or a friend or a brother or a sister or a preacher that has offended us? How do we handle the pain of divorce? And how do we handle dreams that have been shattered? And how do we handle a baby being born out of wedlock? How do we cope with isolation and loneliness? How do we deal with the guilt of sin and the suffering of pain, of wrong, the disease that comes through the words of a doctor that says you now have this? Amen. How do we handle How do we handle a disaster like a tornado that we did not expect, expect or a flood or something breaking down and destroying? We could say, I hurt. I'm sorry. Or we could say, this pain is meant for me to get a change. This suffering is a shortcut for me to understand I need help. My hurt is not going to bring me down, but rather my hurt is going to transform me from pain to praise, from suffering to shouting, from sorrow to rejoicing. I want to tell you today, your upbringing, what you come through, how you were born, what somebody done with you doesn't have to be the defining character of who you are. You can just simply take the attitude of Jabez and say, I am not sorry. I am not sorry. In our text, the Bible says Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. He's talking about these genealogies before him and after. His mother called him Jabez because she buried him in sorrow. Here is how Jabez handled it. I know you've heard this story before, but please let me share it with you again. Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. 
enlarge my coast, and that thy hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. Do you hear the pain in his voice? Do you hear the labels that were put upon him? His response was not to throw himself a pity party and blame mom and blame the situation and blame what somebody did to him and call himself a victim. He doesn't call himself a victim, but he says, I'm going to God and I do need help. I am going to ask the Lord for some things. How is it that Jabez is more honorable? It's because Jabez said, I am not sorry. I'm going to go find a healing for my pain. I'm going to find an answer for my suffering. Woe unto a generation that has turned their pain into anger. And, and bitterness and, and hurt and everybody else because of their pain. Somebody stop it and say, God, I'm going to prayer. I'm going to pray to you. Help me to get through this. Jabez is unique. He's distinguished because he refused to be defined by his past. I said he refused to be defined by his past. He refused to accept labels that were put on him even by his mom at birth. He was willing to believe that God had something better for him. He wasn't content to stay in the status quo of a victim. He was afraid to fa- he wasn't afraid to face his weakness and his limitations but he just simply went to prayer before the Lord amen Jesus Jabez was tired of his sorry story he was tired of the brunt of being the brunt of jokes amen some scholars believe that Jabez's father was dead so you have a dead father and a bitter mother what does that lead to you're sorry a dead dad and a bitter mother. You may have, I'm preaching to somebody today. You may have had a father that on the outside everybody thought was so cool and wonderful, but that was abusive to you. You may have had a mother who put labels on you that, that, that has stuck with you for all these years. You hear, hear her words ringing again in your head. You, you feel the pain and the loss of situations in your life. And you have a, it got to the place where that defines you. I am telling you, God took this two-verse two story of a man by Jabez to stop and interrupt the mundane and say, wait a second, I want you to know that there is a way for you to be an overcomer. There is a way for you to say, I am not sorry. You may call me that, that, but that's not who I am. I am going to overcome in Jesus' name, and I'm going to not be a victim. I refuse to be a victim. I believe God can help me. It wasn't pride that drove him to prayer. It was pain that drove him to prayer. Sometimes pain and suffering can be good if it drives you to the right place. Look at his four-part prayer. He said, Lord, bless me indeed. 
Can you say that with me? Lord, bless me indeed. Lord, bless me indeed. Amen. This is no superficial vision. This is no blessed leading God prayer. This is, this is an intentional prayer. Lord, I want the favor. Uh, I want your favor on my life. Uh, like the psalmist said in 5 and 12, For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. Wilt thou compass him as a shield? Lord, I want your favor in my life. Mama called me sorry. My daddy's go uh, gone. I've been abused. But Lord, I want your favor. I want your favor. I don't tell, I, 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 you don't have to be sorry, amen, but you can have the favor of the Lord upon your life. I want the favor of the Lord upon my life. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 2, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord according to the divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that is called us to glory and virtue whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises that by these we may be partakers of the divine nature I was born sorry they told me that I was sorry but I've got a new nature I've got the nature of God inside of me I'm a child of the king I'm not an abuse victim I'm a child of the king I'm not a victim of a divorced family I'm a child of the king I'm not a victim of things that people said about me on the playground. I'm a child of the king. I am not sorry. I don't know about you, but I want to be like Jabez and claim the favor of the Lord by faith on my life. Do that right now. I want you to close your eyes, lift your voice, and say, by faith, I claim the favor of of the Lord on my life. I'm not a victim. I am not a victim. I'm not a victim. I don't care how bad and how hurt you are. You're not a victim when you begin to claim the favor of God on your life. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to shout praise the Lord. The second thing he prayed was, Lord, enlarge my coast. Lord, enlarge my coast. Lord, take what gifts and talents I have. Use me for your glory. Expand my life. Expand my family. Expand my influence. Expand my ministry. Expand my effectiveness. Lord, I don't want to just be minimal. I want to be maximum. Enlarge my vision. Take me to a deeper place with you. Lord, I, I want abundant fruit, not just barely get by fruit. Lord, I want abundant fruit, not just barely get by fruit. Somebody say amen. amen. The psalmist said in 1 and 3, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. There is nothing like the pain of stagnation, like the sorriness of stagnation. Stagnation occur when we say, I'm content with the status quo. I'm sorry. I'm a victim. One country preacher said status quo is Latin for meaning the fine mess that we're in. The fine mess that we're in. It's time to stop running with small-minded I, I'm trying to search for the right word. 
How about I just use the word turkeys? Time to quit running with small-minded turkeys that want to, want to label us as, as victims and start soaring with the eagles, waiting on the Lord, soaring with the eagles. I pray that the Lord would expand your influence today. I pray the Lord would expand your business today. I pray the Lord would expand your thinking today. I pray the Lord would expand your purpose today. I pray God would expand your vision for life today. Jabez, you're better to stay within your limits, they told him. But he said, no, God, enlarge my coast. Hallelujah. Somebody turn to someone and say, get out of your comfort zone. Get out of your comfort zone. Enlarging your coast means that you've got to be willing to step into areas you have not been before. You've got to enlarge your thinking. Enlarge your prospects. Enlarge your uh, productivity. Enlarge by stretching your faith. Stretching your prayer life. Stretching your worship, uh, stretching your growth. Uh, amen. Enough with being uh, sorry. Lord, expand me. That's what he prayed. Then he said, the third thing he prayed for is that thy hand may be with me. Lord, I want your favor. Lord, I want you to expand my coast, uh, but I want you with me. I want your presence with me. Jabez understood that enlarging his coast would be nothing because he would just simply be sorry with more stuff, but he needed the Lord with him. He needed the Lord by his side. Oh, God, I want you to lay your hand on me. It's not what people have said about me. Lord, it's not even what I have done. If I have you in my life, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. Lord, lay your hand on me. Romans 11 and 36 says, For of him and through him and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever. Amen. Lay your hand on me every area of my life. Paul said, Philippians 4, he said, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. That's not some kind of special sacred pill. That is simply, he's saying, I can't do it without you. I can't do it without you. I can't do it without you. Lord, I'm going through some difficult times. Please be with me. I'm not sorry. Please be with me, Lord. Uh, hallelujah. Paul said, uh, uh, Jesus said to Paul, rather in, in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. No wonder Paul would say, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. He told the church at Ephesus, he says uh, in 3 and 20, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that's working in us. I am not sorry. I am not a victim. I have the Holy Ghost inside of me. That doesn't mean, Brother Keith, that my pain is gone. That doesn't mean that the words don't stop ringing in my head. Amen. But that means I've got a power that's going to put me through and put me over. I'm not a victim. I am living in victory. He said, Lord, be with me. I'm dependent upon you. That's how you turn sorry to not sorry. The fourth thing he said was, Lord, and if you would keep me from evil, that it not grieve me. Don't let me hate my mother. Don't let me despise my father. Don't, right now, somebody's going to have a name pop up to you that you have had deep hurt over. They don't define you. 
when you take the heart of Jabez and you say, I'm not sorry. I'm not a victim. I don't care what they said. I don't care how they've treated me. It doesn't matter. I am a child of God. I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. I'm a child of God. If that person comes to your mind, why don't you say, Lord, keep me from having bitterness. Help me forgive that person so that it doesn't grieve me. There's nothing worse than living with bitterness and hate over somebody that did something to you, said something about you, called you sorry. Keep me from harm. Keep me from harm so it is, doesn't grieve me. My prayer, my name may be sorry, but I'm not. Mama may have called me sorry, but I'm not. I've experienced great hurt in my life, but that doesn't define me. Dealt with disease, dealt with pain, dealt with loss, dealt with divorce, dealt with these issues, dealt with miscarriages, loss of loved ones, but that doesn't define me. I'm preaching to somebody today. I'm not sorry. Jabez stood out not because of his pain, not because of his suffering, but because he was willing to be an honorable man and turn to the Lord. Turn to the Lord. Amen. Would to God there would be some Jabez's on Facebook. Now quit posting about how bad their life is. Just threw that in. There's no charge for that. Do you realize in, in studying about Jabez that the Jewish writers, Jewish historians, believe that Jabez became an eminent doctor of the law, an eminent teacher whose reputation drew so many scribes around him that a town was named after him? Where do you live? Jabezville? But we're not sorry. Where do you live? One, one poet put it into these words, and I don't know the name or I would give it credit, give the poet credit. He said, if my days were untroubled and my heart always light, would I seek that fair land where there is no night? If I never grew weary from the weight of my load, would I search for God's peace at the end of the road? If I never knew sickness and never felt pain, would I search for a hand to help and sustain? If I walk without sorrow and live without loss, would my soul seek solace at the foot of the cross? If all I desired was my day by day, would I kneel before God and earnestly pray? I ask myself these, and the answer is plain. If my life were pleasure and I never knew pain, I'd seek God less often and need him much less. For God has sought more in times of distress. And no one knows God or sees him as plain as those who have met him in the blessing of pain. Don't let your pain drive you to despair. Let it drive you to pray like Jabez. 
And you too can say, I'm not sorry. I'm not a victim. Man, I feel the Lord. I'm not a victim. I've been abused, but I'm not, I'm not a victim. I've went through hell, but I've come out. And when I went through hell, I got me a song of praise. He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on a rock because I would never know the peace of God if it hadn't been for the storm I went through. I would never know the help of God if I hadn't had a need that was beyond. Oh, we want the healer and we want the miracle worker, but to have the healer and a miracle worker implies that there is a disease or a need or a situation. Stand with me, please. I'm reaching for somebody. The Lord is reaching for somebody today that your life, you may have told no one. You may have expressed it to not a soul. Your family may not know. But there's got to be a spirit of Jabez that rises up within you that says, that may be what I'm named, but that's not who I am. They said that about me, but that's not who I am. I'm a child of God. Amen. They may have given, there is no record that Jabez ever changed his name. Like I said, we only got two verses about him and some history. <clears throat> What's the story of your life today? What's the story of my life going to be? May it end with this resounding statement in the context of this message. I'm not sorry. You can call me what you want, but I'm not sorry. You can say what you want, but I'm not sorry. Today, I want you to bow your heads right now. Just close your eyes. And I'm going to ask, if you've dealt with some pain like this in your life, uh, be, be willing to slip up your hand right now before God. Come on, that's it. That's it. Praise God. Hallelujah. God's about to touch you today. God's about to bring some healing in your life today in the precious name of Jesus. He stepped in. I'm telling you, the Lord is here right now. Amen. And I want to open the altar for everybody, but those of you that raised your hands, come. Amen. Come here expecting. I'm walking in this place and I am determined, God, that you're going to bless me. You're going to enlarge my coast. You're going to be with me and you're going to heal me. You're going to touch me, God. I am not sorry. Come on, everyone that will. Everyone. Everybody come. And those that raise your hands, you need to be in this altar today. Amen. And just simply declare, I'm not sorry. I am not sorry. Yeah, I'll cry out because of my pain, but my pain's going to leave me to be a praiser. My pain is going to lead me to be a victor. My pain is going to lead me to say, I am not sorry in the name of Jesus. Disaster does not define me. Disappointment does not define me. My struggle does not define me. My issues in life does not define me. I'm a child of the King. Bless me indeed, oh God. Bless me indeed. Be with me, oh God. Enlarge my coast. Lord, and heal my mind. Heal my thoughts. Hallelujah. Lord, your word says, if I sow in tears, I'll reap in joy. If I sow in tears, I will reap in joy. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord, today. We thank you, God, for your abundant blessing, oh God. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. To you be the glory, Lord. To you be the honor in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we love you today. We bless your name. We bless your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just talk to the Lord today. Glory. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm blessed. I'm not sorry. I'm blessed. I'm not sorry. I'm forgiven. I'm not sorry. I'm free. I'm not sorry. I'm healed. I'm not sorry. I have God with me. I am not sorry. Amen. I'm enlarged by the power of God. My future is bright. Hallelujah. Not by the labels people have put on me, but because of what God says. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.